0: hey guys good evening my name is toyeshe oyebade from the reconciliation ministry and i'm sure you know what i want to say by now already (laughs) it's great to be with you once again thank you for always being there i'm just grateful to be honest i'm super grateful for the gift of you thank you and god bless you abundantly amen for the month of September, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we have been treating, tackling depression as a Christian. And by God's help too, we were able to see that, yes, you don't get depressed because you are a bad person. And you don't get depressed because um, you, you um, have done a lot of... A lot of evil in your life and you're just paying for the sins of what you've done no you can be a good person and and you can be depressed. Do you understand and we're also able to see that why we are who we are today and why we can wake up every day seeing that the day is brighter, the day is better, the day is um, sweet and um, The day is going to be great. is because we have hope. We're able to see that the moment that we have no hope, it is like we have no life. Because nothing makes sense outside the atmosphere of hope. Amen. And so, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we will be going further. Right? Um, Let me just start with a personal example so i noticed that on days i do my house chores the night before and what do i usually do every morning i wash plates right and i noticed that recently for the last um three weeks i have been washing my plates as in i mean the plates that everybody uses right i've been washing Everything the night before, and I now noticed that. In fact, the first day I tried it. Now, personally, I don't like fish, and if you know me well, you would have noticed that I'm quite sensitive to udo. So anything that has an intense smell just puts me off, right? So, raw eggs if you wonder, raw eggs, bow, she be your baker, my dear. Hmm. Raw eggs will irritate me. Fish. If I had smell of raw chicken, even boiled chicken, I don't like it. You get. So, so usually when I have to cook and it has to do with all those intense, uh, intense meals, I wash ASAP. You get. But when it is just basic, I will just wait till the next morning before washing. And I noticed that the first day I washed all my plates Basic, non-basic and all that I woke up the next morning And I was brighter Do you understand? I was bright And I was wondering Why do I look You know, you wake up You are waking up feeling like you have no worries You have nothing spectacular to worry about And you just have to wake up And just do your own normal routine And you are just fine and I'm a very self-reflective person. People that know me will know that already. Everything I do, I take out time. I evaluate myself. It is very hard for you to help me notice an error or help me notice an improvement because yeah, way before you start to notice, in my own inner room, I have done my, my, own, I've done my best to think about what did I do today? What did I do in the last one Ah, It's not like I take out time and I, and I sit down with pen and paper and I'm like, oh yeah, what did I do today? I abused somebody. I took meat. I washed now It has just been so integrated in my life such so that I just do it without knowing that I'm actually doing. You know, the same way you could just do something without paying so much attention to details because it has become a part of you. Chige. So I've integrated that lifestyle in me such that I just do it on the go, you not know, like I dedicate is a special time for self, um, self analysis and all that, right? So when I now did my personal self analysis, I was quickly able to just like your troubleshooting, right? The troubleshooting. So I was doing my troubleshooting, and I was quickly able to cite that oh, this was it because I don't have plates to wash, so I just had to be in bed, do my devotion, pray how I can pray. And I'm just fine. Eat breakfast. Do my normal routine. And I'm just cool, right? And then the next day, I just... You know, knowing that, I felt better that day. I went to the kitchen again the night before. I washed. And then I noticed that throughout that week, I was up and doing mentally... It wasn't like I was carrying plates and I was dancing or I was announcing my win everywhere. No. But mentally, I had peace. I had clarity. And I'm, a, I'm this kind of a person such that anything I can not picture in my head, it is quite difficult for me to process. I don't know if there's, there are people like me too. Let me give you an example. If I have never taken a course before, right, but in my head... I'm able to demystify the course. Not that I said I have never taken it before. Let me look for a course I have never taken before. Let's say um, coding. People that code, you know how technical it can be. And they say one, one, one course in it. If I can process the course in my head that, oh, she needs us to do this and do this and do this, I'll be fine. But Lord of God, no matter how much people run away from that course, no matter how terrible the course is, I'm going to pass it to... And I'll have a walkover. Well, i have a a a on it because I have processed it in my head, and I have been able to analyze it right. Or the other way, the bad part is, no matter how basic something is, if I am unable to process it in my head, I am I'm, I'm unable to do it. That's why if you if you when I'm when I'm working on a cake and maybe. Somebody just gives me an idea that, ah, wait, why not do it? I'll take a moment and, and picture the idea. In the love of God. If I cannot see that idea, I'll be unable to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, anything I want to do, I, I, am, I, I picture myself doing mentally and I immerse myself such that physically it starts to manifest. Which is why when I tell people that money doesn't really move me. When I mean doesn't move me, I don't mean I don't need money. I mean that no amount of money sounds impossible to me. My personal belief is that the money you think is, is extra to you is somebody's um, somebody's pocket money. Now, why you think it's extra is because you don't have it yet. And that amount of money is in somebody's hands. You're the one that does not have it, so it is not impossible. If you say twenty billion now, for you, it is a huge money because, well, you don't have it. But that twenty billion, do you know that there are some people that, in their conversations, they talk about twenty billion and say they're talking about two hundred naira? Same amount of money, different weight in the in the, in the in the in the in the in the in the sight of two different people. Why? Because one has the capacity to to drop it or to get it. And, 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 and another not only has the capacity to drop it but does not believe in the in himself, in the, does not believe in the ability in his ability, rather, to have it. So, when I say something like, Oh, that money is not much, I don't have money, beloved. <laughs> I don't have money yet, you get, but I try to make sure that I don't see any amount of money as over at the top as ha, ah, used to be. When I, do, when I want to buy something, and I can't afford it, I say that it is, I, I, I don't say it's too expensive, because it's expensive for me, for other persons, like the same way, if they are, okay, now that, let me talk about the trend now, iPhone 13 is out, people are talking about it, now, I can't afford it, guys, do you understand? While for some other people, the iPhone 13 is just something that's, they would just probably add a few amount of, of cash to the phone they already have. And they have the iPhone 13. I have to add hundreds and hundreds of thousands to my own phone to be able to afford it. Now, if I tell Apple makers that that phone is too expensive, they will just smile because, well, I'm not the second market, one. Two is that I'm the one that cannot afford it. They have billions of people buying that phone effortlessly. So It is not that it is expensive in quotes, it is that it is above my budget, I can't afford it. Two different mentality, same price, but two different mentalities. Do you understand? So, I was talking about um plate washing, right? So, because I was able to troubleshoot, I understood better that this was what I did that made me at ease the most. And, beloved of God, I have been doing that. For three weeks. And I've been at my best. Where am I going? What I'm trying to say is that. Do a self-evaluation of yourself. And try to see. The little things. That bring you the utmost joy. You will be surprised. You could buy somebody a house. Or give them a car. And they'll be grateful. And you can do as little. As drop them off work. Drop them off at work or buy them ice cream and that ice cream, that little gesture, we give them the highest amount of joy than if you had probably bought them a house why? because what brings us joy is different, for me food gives me joy From for some persons, buying them books gives them joy, now books are beautiful, but if you buy me a book, I will say thank you and I will be grateful But if you buy me food, hey, (laughs) oh my goodness. I'm going to love you because food brings me joy. Do you understand? So look for the things that you can do. The things that when you do them, it might seem basic. It might seem ordinary. But when you do them, you're able to have a clearer head. It could be writing. Now, another thing I do when a lot of things going through my head because I think a lot. I don't mean I worry a lot. I mean, I think a lot. I'm a very deep thinker. I'm seated and I'm thinking, I'm strategizing what to do. I just, that's why when I want to do a cake, the the week of the cake, maybe the cake is for Friday, but from Sunday, I'm already analyzing what I need to do that week because I like a clear head. I don't know if anybody's like me too. I like to be able to see that, okay, This I'm a step-by-step person okay, this is what I need to do. And then, no matter how daunting the task is, beloved, if I can break it down into pieces, I'm great. Now, let me tell you how it works for other things that I do. When I'm trying to calculate numbers too, I used to be very good in in mathematics, in calculations when I was in secondary school. But of course, I did law, so there was no need to task my head in that process. So what what did i do because i know that i like to do numbers right i i just made sure that i wasn't really relying on calculators to do basic numbers let's say that somebody says what is um 67 35 because the two numbers are odd numbers you know that for some persons they find it hard doing odd number calculations right so they will just do the calculate they will just use a calculator so what i do is 67 plus 35 what do i do i break it down first what is the core number of 67 60 what is the core number of 35 30 i do 60 plus 30 that is what 90. then i do 7 plus 5 that is what 12. so i now do 90 plus plus twelve. that is what 102. that is how i am able i'm breaking it down for you now because i need you to understand but in my head i'm like 7 plus plus sixty. In seconds, I'm done, and I say the, the, the answer. And people around me might wonder, Oh, that was quick. Unknown to them, I'd mastered how to break seemingly daunting tasks into basic things. Somebody following me, do you understand? Somebody said, I'm always saying, Do you understand? But yeah, do you understand? Do <laughs> you get my point? No matter what the number is, once I'm able to break it down into little steps. I fire on and I just make it a part of my life so that I don't rely as much on calculators. Trust me, on some days I use the calculator. I'm saying that that is also how I try to put my numbers in my mind because I love doing numbers. Do you understand? So now if you notice that when you do these things, you are more at ease. You're well-rested. Why not invest your time in the seemingly little things that bring you massive results? And such that on days you are unable to do them, you can troubleshoot. You can find out in your heart of hearts. You are able to pin out what could have been wrong. Why am I feeling this way? Oh, it's because I've not done my job now. And when you just do that, for some persons, they wonder, how is journaling something that is a big deal for you? Ha! It is bringing you joy, making you well-rested. Beloved of God, journal. Do you understand? Now, beloved of God. Another reason. Now, that little task, the the core head would be that when you cannot process life, right, what do you do? Look for the little tasks, right? Break them down and see how you can... It looks big, right? But by the time you break the little tasks down, what, what happens? You get results. Now, another thing is when we focus on our past sins, right? Now, some people are going about life recklessly and they don't care because why they don't have the Holy Spirit no conviction in them but as a child of God even though you've given your life to Christ it is possible that the devil rears his head because that's what he knows how to do best it comes to you with lies of hey see your life you want to preach too, ha? see your life you want to do this it brings about it brings to your table every wrong thing that you've done and as you ruminate on your past sins what happens you become depressed. Now, know that depression itself is not a sin. What is a sin? What would end up being a sin is your reaction to depression. Now, if you commit suicide because you're depressed, then you've committed a sin. In fact, let us leave you've committed a sin. You've committed a crime because legally, killing oneself or attempting to kill oneself is a sin. So, if you commit suicide and you don't die, or if you attempt suicide rather, and you don't die. The law will not leave you alone. Do you understand? So that is human laws, and you know that for every human law, human laws are derivatives of divine laws. Most of our laws got inspiration from from the Bible. Do you understand? So stop focusing on what you didn't do well five years ago. Now, remember that God promised us that when we come to him and we ask for forgiveness, what is his promise to us? He said that he will not remember our sins anymore. So when you are ruminating on what you did three years ago, God is looking at your books and he's wondering, where is it? It is like if you're in a class, right? And your class teacher says, bring out your assignment. And he asks you and he says, what is what did you write in question 1b? And you tell him, I wrote oxygen, sir. And he looks through your book and is wondering, where is oxygen? You know, he will ask you, ah, help me check this book. I can't find his answer there. That's what happens when you try to remind God of your past. God is looking through your books and is wondering, where is he said he has fornicated before, where is it in his books? Your books are clean. Your slates are clean because God said he will forget. So if God, that you think you have offended, is saying, I do not remember again. Why are you depressed about it? Why are you brooding about it? Why are you thinking about it? You've aborted before, right? Oh, you're weighed down by the guilt from your past life. And you ask for forgiveness, and God has said, I've forgiven you. But every year, on the anniversary of that abortion that you did, you start to feel bad, you start thinking, you start um, saying, hmm, you cannot eat, you will go lean. And God is wondering, What is wrong with so so person? What is wrong with toy And they said, Ah, it was because uh, in 2016 no, she aborted, and God is saying, Where is she aborted? Are you sure for real? When did she do that? God is saying he will forget. And when God says he will forget, it means that he will delete the data as though it never happened. So beloved of God, when the devil rears his head again, I want you to combat him. And I mean combat, because the kingdom of God suffers violence. Sometimes you have to be violent. I want you to face the devil head on with scriptures Reminding him that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Remind him that you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Remind him that your slates are clean. No matter how dirty your linen was, when you came to Christ, it became clean. See, these are intentional things. Trust me, the devil is, is daft. I mean that whatever you tell him today tomorrow he will come back again because he wants to see if there's an opening. So, it means that every day that he does that, you don't rely on, Shebi, I bound him last year. Shebi, I corrected him two years ago. Now that he's back again with those unnecessary thoughts, what do you do? You attack him again. And you don't attack the devil plainly. You are attacking with the word of God. The only thing that the devil can subdue himself to is the word of God. That's the only language that he can he can he can hear and bow, right? So when you want to subdue the devil, you call out the spirit behind what he's doing and rebuke it. Oh you spirit of guilt. Because every 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 um, action in life, there's a spirit behind it. Believe it or not. Everything, whether good or bad, has a spirit behind it. So when devil too wants to work, he attaches a spirit to what he wants to do. So, he sends to you the spirit of guilt. So, when you want to attack that thing, you say, every spirit of guilt, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. What God says, resist the devil and he will flee. Now, how do you resist something? Do you resist something by saying, no, I don't want, and you smile. No, you re- when you say you resist, it takes violence sometimes because I don't want. You are radical about your decision and you are declaring that devil, get thee behind me. You understand because see depression will do a lot of things to you honestly it will make you feel like you're losing touch with your faith because imagine somebody that is feeling guilty about aborting or about fornicating or about killing somebody in the past what do you think happens to that person's devotion the day he or she remembers that devotion is ruined now because they will just keep thinking ha now maybe this so I did this And slowly, the person gets what? Spiritually disconnected from God. And that's what the the, the devil is waiting for. He wants you to be spiritually disconnected, trust me. He wants you to overwhelm yourself with doubts and guilt such that you can't even pray. And when you can't pray, what happens? This takes us to the next thing that you can do for yourself and which is, ensure that your spiritual charges are on. I mean that anything that connects you to heaven, worship, prayer, devotion, meditation, meditation, anything that connects you to heaven, ensure that your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi is always on and you're always connected. Because what happens when you're disconnected is that it's just like, See, you can't operate in a vacuum. That's the truth. Your mind cannot operate in a vacuum. Which means that when you don't think about God, something else replaces your thoughts. When you don't worry about... No, let me use worry. Worry sounds negative. When you don't think about positive things, negative things. Because you cannot operate in a vacuum. Your mind cannot be in a vacuum. Something has to um, occupy. So when you don't want your mind to be occupied with negative things, what do you do? you ensure that your spiritual charges are on. Because when your spiritual charges are on, in your spirit, sometimes I have, I have slept and in my gym, I felt that I was praying. Now, this didn't happen because I was not there. It was because I've probably grew myself a little bit in stature for prayers, for, for worship. When some of us are heartbroken, we are quick to put on sad songs. That will just remind us of our loved ones. And we'll just cry and cry and cry. And you start to occupy your mind with grief. What do you do? You know, you know that songs connect you. What do you do? You put on worship. I want to see that spirit. I want to see that demonic spirit that can stand the worship of a child of God. And you put on worship on, on full blast. And maybe you can't even, You don't even have the zeal to pray. But the person singing is praying in, the, in, in the administration, and because we are in a spiritual world, whatever you are doing is being transmitted to you, which makes us to understand that yes, you will always hear um, worldly songs. Even I have some that I play, that I listen to, but our our hearts should not be grounded on. Worldly overly canal songs. You know that a song can be worldly and not be canal because if it is not about God specifically, then it is worldly chicken. But it doesn't mean that once once it is not um canal, you you you, you understand what, what, you understand what I'm trying to say, then but ensure that when you're listening to songs, you don't pay too much attention to songs that don't edify your spirit because. You can transfer spirit now imagine somebody that is that is smoking because he is depressed and he's just doing a lot of terrible things and he's singing and, you are, and your ears are in, and you are ruminating on that song beloved of god chances are that you start to feel the person's emotions haven't you heard songs where imagine when, when you're listening to spiritual songs you start to speak in the spirit you were not even in the mood to pray right but because you were listening to somebody pray in the spirit you start to pray again what happened there was a transfer of word inspiration so now imagine if you're listening to songs that are terrible every time your ears are plugged in your feelings sad already you you're not listening to songs that are telling you that ah nobody is worth it people are not loyal life is not clinical clinical life is ridiculous what happens to you in, the, in that moment you're transferring spirit so you have to be intentional beloved of God Be intentional about your space Intentional about your spiritual charges ensure that you're always fully charged and you don't charge when you're in need remember that we've treated this before nobody puts the power bank um, on to charge when light has gone you charge when there is light. So that when light goes away, you can fall back on your, on your power bank. Now imagine when PHCN does their thing. You are not trying to charge your power bank. What happens at that time? Nothing will work for you because you did not have your power bank charged. So beloved of God, I want you to find the little things that give you the utmost joy this week. I want you to combat the devil anytime he brings you your past guilt. And I want you to also do what? Find your spiritual chargers and keep them connected. Love of God, I call you blessed. Bye.